but we, we, we have all of this stuff that just starts to clutter and clutter and clutter, and we're not getting rid of any of it. It really, it really becomes this dead weight we've got to keep, keep carrying with us. And so anytime we carry more weight than we need to, we're slower than we have to be. Hello, everyone. Happy April. Welcome to the April edition of Limelight Pro. I am Mike Andafo, and I am joined, as always, by New York Times bestselling author Michael Lennington and the queen of coaching, Kristen Tabert. And uh, we are going to talk about spring cleaning, which actually, at the office, we're having a spring cleaning event on April 10th. Uh, so you all need to know this, by the way. Did you all, you all got the information, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, I, you, I got it. He he probably didn't pay attention to it. Probably but, not, I, but you all got to have I stuff did. that you want to get rid of, right? We did pretty good job purging when we moved into this house um and, and including michael's appendix we purged that as well so <laughs> was it purging when you moved in that house or when you just moved to kentucky in general both yeah. it was it was actually both i thought we got we really lightened the load when we came down here but then we really took a really hard look at you know what what we wanted to keep and what we didn't want to keep and my philosophy was you know we, we lived in such a tiny little rental house for a year and we had so much in in storage that we couldn't fit into this house i said you know if we have lived without this stuff for a year and we've lived well without it do we really need most of what was in here now you know we had a refrigerator and some things like that but there were you know there were just things stuff that we didn't need to keep yeah there's a podcast called the minimalists and I, what you were just talking about if you're interested in kind of decluttering in that way I, I strongly recommend that podcast it's a really great one well we're going to talk about decluttering in several different ways sprinkling not only physically but also mentally maybe emotionally spirit i don't know spiritually all, always right we're going to just spring clean there's clutter that piles up in all aspects of our lives and so we're going to kind of dive deep so let's let's just talk about the concept of spring cleaning decluttering in general today what are the main benefits do you all think about of why we go through a probably need to do it more than once a year right there probably needs to be like a once a maybe even once a quarter kind of thing of, of just decluttering what we've got going on. So I'm going to start with uh, it, when I grew up, one of the things that we always did, we had a spring cleaning date in our home life. And that was when my mother always made us wash windows. Um, a lot of people don't wash windows anymore, but it, it's the metaphor I want to use with that is once the windows were clean, we had a more crystal clear view of what was outside of those windows, you know? And I, I think if we bring that into business or, or into our personal lives, you know, cleaning those lenses, if you will, looking, cleaning our perspectives up. I like that. I mean, you declutter and you can almost have a clear, more clear vision. Uh, I like it. Michael, what about you? What do you think the benefit of, of decluttering is? Well, stuff builds up and you're often unaware of it as it's building up. And so I, the analogy that it came to me, Chris, and you were talking about what you did as a kid in Michigan, you know, we invariably would have just piles and piles and piles and piles and piles of snow throughout the winter. And then in the springtime, that snow melts away and you see all the dog piles, you see all the detritus that sort of built up over the, over the wintertime. And you got to clean all that stuff up. You got to get it out. You got to you just clear it out. And I think sometimes we're blind to the clutter we're building up, kind of like that it's getting covered by the snow. And every once in a while, it's good to go back and and just make sure that there's nothing piling up that you, that you need to get rid of. But I think the other part of, of decluttering is that you're getting rid of stuff that's not essential. But what that does is it it creates clarity on what is essential, the, the gems that you want to keep in your life, the things that really are important that that matter to you. And getting rid of all the stuff that's been sort of clouding your vision 
on what those things are. And I would agree. Like, I think that's the idea. It's like when you think of clutter, it builds up over time. And so you adapt with it as it builds up over time. But the reality of it is it's that it's stuff that's in your way that's causing you to not be as efficient. And Without a doubt. And if you're not paying attention to it, the, the compounding effect of those things building up, you know, day after day after day. I mean, you can come in here and look at my office right now and know that I need a spring clean. Maybe I'll do that as soon as we're done recording. It gets in your way from being more the, as efficient as you possibly can be. And so, you know, and that goes whether I'm spring cleaning my, my client database, which we do quite often, at least twice a year, we spring clean our client database. I, I still have you guys in there on good terms. So, um, <laughs> good to at least know. yeah. At least, Chris, at least Kristen, yeah. You know, sprinkling our physical space, or like we said, maybe it's looking at your staff and looking at your your team. It goes way deeper than just the environment, Kristen. Oh, it does. I was I was having this conversation with a client of mine about spring cleaning our, our centers of influence. You know, whether it's in business or whether it's in our personal lives, we have these centers of influence that we surround ourselves with. Are some of those people there just because we're comfortable with having them? Some of them can actually, you know, because of that comfort, we're not willing to let go of some of those relationships that may be, may be detrimental to us. So spring cleaning your relationships, I think, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, go ahead, Michael. It's, to me, it's the analogy that sort of jumped out from you as, as you were talking was, and I, I don't know, I was just watching something on, on television about these big super tankers that, that ply the oceans. If you don't take them out of the water and, and get the barnacle off the hull, they're a lot less efficient. And, and you know, they, they, they create drag, they create resistance in terms of where you're trying to go. And the more stuff you have that's just kind of cluttering your life, it's like those barnacles on the bottom of a ship. It's just, if you don't do, if you don't clean them off periodically, it just takes so much more effort and, and time and money to get someplace than if, than if you've cleaned them up. So Michael, why do you think people resist decluttering? I think there's probably a lot of reasons, but I think one of the most common ones is that, you know, there's all this, this stuff we have in our lives that, that potentially might have value, right? I can use this someday. I can, I can, this will be helpful at some point or, or boy, this is, this is really a cool thing. I don't want to get rid of it, but, but we, we, we have all of this stuff that just starts to clutter and clutter and clutter, and we're not getting rid of any of it. It really, it really becomes this dead weight. We've got to keep, keep carrying with us. And so, Anytime we carry more weight than we need to, we're slower than we have to be. So I think it's important to not just look at, hey, could this be valuable someday, but does it really make the list of the top stuff that we that we need to maintain in our lives? Because I think that clutter, one of the one of the downsides of it is it hides the really important things. It hides the the fundamental things that are most important to us. And so the spring cleaning, this annual annual process of going through and looking at all the things that are in our lives, it's, it's we lose that that sight of what's really valuable. Some stuff we're overestimating, and that causes us to underestimate the other stuff that's important. It kind of made me just while you were talking, it kind of made me start thinking about poker. Texas Hold'em at poker, right? You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, kind of an idea, right? Yeah, know when to yeah. cut something loose. And and I feel like you know when you play poker with with pros, they're very quick to make a decision on whether or not they're even going to see the first three cards, the flop, if you're familiar with Texas Hold'em, the first three cards that are, that are, that are community cards, they're going to look at their hand and say, do I even want to put money into this hand to see the first three cards? Now, when I play that way, inevitably, I'll have like a, 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 a you know, the worst hand in poker is a 2-7 offsuit, right? And then the flop will come out and there'll be a two and a seven in the flop and I would have had two pairs. And so I start second guessing myself on whether or not I should have paid in to see that flop. But the chances of that happening are so low that if I just pay in every time, I'm doing myself more of a detriment. 
And, and I need to know that, you know what? I could throw away something that I might need later on. And that's okay. Like you have to give yourself that grace that says, I might throw something away that actually did have some value to me. But the reality of it is in the moment where I was and knowing where I wanted to go, it was not serving me at that time. And whether that's a relationship, whether that's actual things that are in your physical things that are in your office, you know, you need to know when to, when to hold them and when to, and when to fold them. There's a lot of Kenny Rogers wisdom right there. It was Kenny Rogers, right? He did. Yes, oh, yeah, it was yeah, Kenny yeah. Rogers, the gambler. Yeah. The gambler, yeah. Yeah. I know this is bad, but for whatever reason, I get him and Willie Nelson mixed up every once in a while. Yeah, I, I, I don't do that, but, but I, I don't like Kenny Rogers. I don't want to hurt any Kenny Rogers fans' hearts, but <laughs> not, my, not my favorite. He's not your guy, huh? You know, what about Kenny? Didn't Kenny Rogers come up with like a chicken restaurant or something like that? I don't know. Oh, I, I have no idea. Uh, but is that Ray Rogers or something? I don't know. <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, but I, I do know. think that the poker, up. the poker analogy is like, yes, you know, you could hit it big and you could have uh, four cards in a straight and you could keep on betting, hoping that that fifth card in the straight comes up so that you can complete your straight. But the reality of it is like, if you, if you don't have something in the moment, that's worth it, you're, you're better off probably folding it and just waiting to, for the next hand. Yeah, because when you hold on to the low value cards, what you're really eliminating is the high value cards, right? So, you know, if you're betting on a hand that's low value, you're going to have less ability to invest in the high value stuff when you get it. And that's what happens. Like in poker, the people who poker, when the when the perfect hand comes around, they've got the resources all lined up to play that hand big. And if you're wasting it on those smaller hands, you're not going to have the resources to go play big when you need to go play big. Exactly. Man, that was like uh, I had no idea we were gonna come with that analogy, but see, playing online poker pays off. There you go. <laughs> or not, depending on the card. Or not. Card <laughs> yes, or not. All right. So the next episode, we're gonna get into the business side. We're gonna strictly look at this from a coaching. From a, there'll be some more mindset stuff from Michael, but Kristen's gonna go to work and really look at this from the coach's perspective of how she helps her clients declutter and and get on the right path so that we can do that. And then the final episode, uh, week three, will be talking about decluttering your life uh, because we want to have that alignment and that balance where you have a, a decluttered business and a decluttered life because they both affect each other. And if, you're, if you can declutter your business, you're going to have a better life. If you can declutter your life, you're going to have a better business. No doubt about it, right? Yes, because they both intertwine interchangeably all the time. And so we're going to challenge you in April, you know, to really take a look at these things and see what serves you and what doesn't and try to do the best you can to get rid of those things that don't serve you, uh, both physically and intellectually. So tune in next time and we'll see you on the Online Life Pro.